Well, welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations. And today we're having our final podcast for the moment from Delray Beach, Florida, where my good friend, co-host and producer of this program, Mike and I have traveled down to gather in some sun. Uh, Mike, so uh, last night was uh, rather interesting. Uh, We met our good friend uh, and tattoo extraordinaire, Jake Steele. So uh, tell us a little bit about our adventure. Well, we went down to the Hard Rock Cafe again. I don't think we talked about it. We went the first night that we got here, and and you took me to see the... uh, they have the giant guitar hotel tower that you can see from miles away. And uh, we got to see that. But we got to return to there, uh, do a little bit of gambling. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I hit my limit pretty quick. Uh, and, uh, and and we got to hang out with uh, Jake and his fiance. Yes, yes. And we had a very nice dinner. And uh, however, later on in the evening, uh, you came down with some type of a melody. So, I mean, so we were on the beach for a good long time, uh, and, uh, and, and I had some suntan lotion that was a sponsor, uh, it was a give me from an event that I worked earlier in the summer, and uh, I was like, oh, it will be good. Um, here, come find out, um, it apparently did next to nothing to my legs, and uh, I was like, hey, I'm getting kind of red, and as we were leaving Hard Rock, I'm like, hey, I might have a problem, <laughs> So just noticing um, like my legs and my, uh, especially around my ankles, um, I was like having some difficulty and I was getting a, a little, little painful to walk around there at, at Hard Rock uh, um, late last night. So the purpose of today's podcast is not necessarily to recount our adventures of the last few days down in Florida. However, although they were memorable and we talked about on the beach yesterday, we had a podcast about how important it is to make memories because that's what we carry with us. However, the thrust of today's podcast is the importance of staying in front of something. Like when I got nearer the airport and found out that I had not packed my wallet. <laughs> yes, and then me and and, and, and uh, reapplying sunscreen apparently is the issue. <laughs> yes, yes. So quite often we want to stay in front of situations rather than deal with them after the house is already on fire. Yeah. <laughs> or my legs are on fire. Or your legs are on fire. Yes. That was apropos. Very, very. Uh, uh, here here you go. There's a look at my legs if you're on the video version, how red they are compared to my pale, pale face. Yes. So staying in front of things is not a glamorous or sexy job. It's, it's not a whole lot of fun to be that... Uh, person who maybe is the wet blanket a little bit and say, hey, let's prepare rather than just doing. So quite often on this show, what we talk about is the importance of that pause before reaction and think things through and make wise mind choices. So we've often talked about it's much easier, like Smokey the Bear says, it's much easier to prevent a forest fire than to put one out. It's easier to prevent a riot than to stop one. And it's easy to get in front of sunburn rather than deal with the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. So I got a big bottle of aloe I can't take on the plane. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with that. Had a rough night's sleep uh, trying to deal with this. So, I mean, you know, and, and thankfully I'm not getting ill or anything like that. And, and we'll see how it goes. But we do have to get on a plane and deal with the, you know, that 
discomfort that's goes with being on a plane on top of uh, my discomfort of what's happening with my legs. Yes, and there's so many cliches out there, so many platitudes, so many things that people throw up in the air. And one of the things that I heard over and over and over again during my life was an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, however, that ounce of prevention is kind of a not not fun task. No, not always. Not always. Well, you got to prepare for this. You got to do this, that, and the other thing. And just like, hmm. Yeah, and, and and or or take you know in my case you know I thought I was preparing, and it was like okay you you didn't take the that one extra sh- step to double check that you were good to prepare. I was relaxing too much, Jim. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that you didn't go to the beach yesterday when you and I went there with the intention of getting a sunburn. It was not a goal on my list. No, <laughs> it wasn't the intention. However, we we do have to prepare. It's like when you go into a theater to look where the exits are, or one of the most thankless jobs on earth is being on the safety committee, uh, wherever you work or at your office or your home, and being in charge of uh, fire drills. Well, having a history in safety and a, a nephew that's in safety, uh, yeah, very. It's a very thankless job. It's one of those. It's one of those. If your name doesn't come up, you're doing a good job, kind of things. Like I think we've discussed before. Yes. So many times, what that involves in what our friend procrastination is usually the obstacle that gets in front of preparation. So naturally. If you ever get to the Procrastinator's Hall of Fame, my statue could possibly be out front greeting you as you come in. Absolutely. And how, as a behavioral health therapist, I often deal with helping people get the motivation to overcome procrastination. And again, my friends, what that involves is those simple words, I choose. When you say, I choose rather than I have to, I've got to, I need to, I must, it empowers you and you actually get things done. So what we try to do is reward ourselves a bit along the way when we perform certain tasks. Now, one of the ways that I myself am able to stay on task, Mike, is I can relate that when I was in school, probably from kindergarten through my degrees, I was probably more familiar with the clock than the teacher's face. Mm. Not so much in college and then master's degree, but however, before, yes. So I have a difficult time at times staying on focus on task, particularly when I'm doing something that I'm not particularly fond of. How about yourself, Mike? Um, yeah, I, I, I've had that too, you know, where it's just like you kind of just kind of toil like, you know, at the job that you didn't really care for or anything like that, you know, watching the clock, watching that, listening to anything else uh, than your boss. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, definitely something I've dealt with. Well, what I found, Mike, is that helps me and has helped a lot of people, particularly the people I work with is to have a sand timer. Usually what I used to do is have them say, okay, how long can you focus? How long can you stay concentrated on something? And actually, Mike, it's usually 30 minutes to 45 minutes that you can get your peak effort out of something before your mind begins to wonder and shift. Uh, So I used to have people set a timer on their phone, on their watch. However, 
as you and I often discuss, not you but me, I attempt to help people disconnect from the electronic world, uh, occasionally to detox themselves from, all, from an overabundance of sight, sounds, and images. However, uh, when we have the electronic timer, I find that people, it's just like a clock. More people are looking at the timer saying, how much time do I have left? Five more minutes, one more minute, 15 more minutes. However, the beauty about a sand timer, Mike, is that there are no, there, there isn't a dial on it. Mm-hmm. And it's rather, it's organic and it's very nice. It's been used for years. Um, people use different types of color sand. It's a very aesthetic type of uh, nice environment for them to stay focused in. Have you ever used a sand timer, Mike? Not a whole lot, no. Um, but it is very interesting because it's, it's like that that number, that input of, of seeing those digits is still like an informational overload to, to your issue. Yes, yes. And here's an offer from us to our listeners out there. The first three people that contact us, and Mike always tells people how to contact the show. The first three people that are contact our show, I will send them a 30-minute sand timer when you give us your information. And that's a promise from Fishing Without Bait. What we want to try to do is help people get from there and stay in front of things. If you're like me, Mike, if your kitchen needs cleaned, you'll go into your kitchen. After a couple minutes, you'll find something that needs to go to another room. And when you get to the other room, there's something that needs to be done there and also placed in another room. So you end up going from room to room and get maybe getting 25 or 30% of each task done. I've done this. I've definitely done this. So what I, what I suggest out there is for a 30-minute sand timer is when you're in the kitchen and you need to clean it, Use your 30-minute sand timer, turn it over, and stay there until that last grain of sand falls through. And I think that you'll find that you'll get much more done during a day. So what type of technique do you use to stay on task, Mike? Well, maybe for me, staying on task is is, is the motivation. Because if I'm getting into something, and, and as you know, there's certain things that I'm not on task with and have trouble with that. This is kind of a big thing. Um, but, uh, as far as being motivated, I, I, you know, I think I go back to the, I choose, I choose to take care of this. I choose that this is the thing that I'm going to do right now and kind of go all in on it. Right. So what we do, what we often tell people is the concept of temporary inconvenience, permanent improvement, and what is on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And getting in front of something, uh, now keep in mind that I'm not speaking to you from a high mountaintop or being the guru that's going to enlighten everybody because I've completely shifted my life. Uh, Everything is still a process. As we say in the 12-step world, uh, progress, not perfection. And as long as you're out there having some type of progress, please reward yourself. Please validate yourself and tell yourself that you're doing a good job. You accomplish something. Absolutely. So we're going to end this briefer type of podcast today with a free. We're going to end this briefer type of podcast today with a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, 
comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.